Okay, so I'm, I'm supposed, I was, I thought that I had a guest. Uh, and then talking to the guest yesterday, uh, and this is a, an art friend, a little art buddy. Uh, I do have a couple out there. Um, and he said, you know, Threes, I got nothing to say. And I got that, I get it. I think that's, there's a lot of people that don't really have anything to say at this point. Things are, are a little wacky in our little corner of the world. Turns out I have a lot to say. So I figured <laughs> might as well take advantage of uh, this platform I've got. Um, I was even thinking of telling Kitch that we're gonna we're gonna put up a fake a fake guest <laughs> so that people <laughs> will tune in, uh, thinking that I was gonna talk to somebody else, and then it's just me. What's but, a good uh, name you could throw out there? Beeple sits down with threesomes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god finally <laughs> i wonder how that would play out i think on it i will that's great um but look this space is uh i don't want this to sound like a dig against my art friend who who, because he's been trying to say a lot for a long time. In fact, that's why he's in the space, is to say things. So I don't want this to come off there. But I will say that most of the people here really don't have anything to say. And they're just sort of taking up space and taking up bandwidth. And they're happy to do it. That gives them a purpose and it gives them a sense. And that's what I love about my, my friend who was like, nah, threes, I don't, I don't want to talk right now. Um, because we got a lot of people talking a lot. And that's what that's, that's sort of what's brought us to this point that we are. Um, now, look, there's all this money floating around uh, via, you know, meme coin season. Um, which just means the money's been moved around in a way that it floats closer to this ecosystem. To the NFT world. That's all that is. Okay. There's not like new money was created. Uh, it's just sort of shuffled a little bit. It's sort of tussled so that it floats to the surface in ways that it doesn't if it's dormant. And so there's all this money floating around, which is actually what happened uh, before the last big boom that brought us all here, that put me in a position that I've got a microphone in front of my face right now. Okay. Um, similar situation happening right now. New money is floated to the surface. It's been unearthed. And I think that it's pretty wide consensus. Now that it's sort of settling a little bit, all that new money, that it's going to flow in in some capacities into NFTs. And so I think a lot of people have been sitting here waiting for this to rain down upon them with uh, absolute... Um, disregard for the art, disregard for the person, and just just, just the, the heavens will open up and it'll rain money down on the space. I think we've all decided that it's not going to rain into the PFP world anymore. I think that ship has passed, right? I think we all understand that. So then it's a it's natural that it's going to flow down to the real artists. And and today I'm going to posit a a contrary opinion there. 
I think we're already seeing it happen. I think the money is already on its way down into the NFT world. And it's being directed through the NFT world um, by the very same people that directed it into the last hype cycle and a half, the initial NFT cycle, and then the, the quickly followed project cycle. I don't even call it PFP cycle. Okay, I want to call it a project cycle. Okay, um, because I find that more interesting. There was a little time where all it took was making some sort of character that fit into a profile picture and then building a project around that. That lasted all of two weeks before people wanted more for their their buck. Okay, we 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 get hung up talking about that because this is an easy way to. To, to talk about them, but they're basically little projects that came about. The projects that showed up with some sort of roadmap, some sort of utility, some sort of, of reason to be there. Okay? An awful lot of them were controlled by a very small amount of people. Uh, they were distributed, they were built uh, on the back end by the same groups of developers. Um, a lot of people casual to the space or, or artists particularly who don't know these things. There are a lot of artists that I talk to often who just tuned it all out. They weren't really a part of that. That's kind of, you know, who I feel listens to this Potter, those sorts of people, right? They're like, they weren't really around. They don't really care. They were aware and they, they took umbrage of the fact that, that these PFPs were getting all the, the views and all the energy and all the money. Okay. They were just projects. And we had this little run that was driven by these sort of plug and play projects that were meant to take money from the new people who didn't know anything. And they were brought in this, this idea that they were gonna make all this money like they'd seen on 2020 or on Inside Edition or on some YouTube channel, I don't know. Okay, but there's all lured in by money. Gary V was sort of the type of guy to talk about that. And he built an amazing, robust project, the king of projects, right? Um, but the, all of these people, once they got here and learned that they had to get on Twitter and Discord to learn the steps, they were all met by these people. These, these people who had PFBs, they had just an anonymous profile pic and some name, and these, you know, now we call them influencers in the space. But they were met by these people uh, who had been here sort of waiting for them to come in and had been a part of the moving around all that, that unsettling of the money, the shaking out in the meme coins and, and all of that and, and bringing them down. And their job is to get people to direct their newfound wealth or their newly purchased crypto into certain projects. And that's what we suffered. That, that, that took all the money, that took all the rubes. They all lost, right? We know the story. Um, those who didn't lose became very opinionated and very successful people. And then we're like, oh, I see. I should become one of those PFP influencer types. Okay. So the people who got lucky immediately became people who guided as well because why wouldn't you guide into, into this project? And so 
these last couple weeks, as money's been shaking out from the meme coin season, magically we've seen some wildly successful art projects. Okay, uh, some wildly successful artists taken these huge paydays. They look remarkably similar in size of those paydays to the paydays on the project runs. Okay? It's, it's pretty astounding if you start to overlay them. If you could take sort of your bare bones, entry level, no hype, nothing going on, uh, PFP project drop, and you overlay that against uh, you know, some of these sort of grassroots artists getting some action and getting some traction uh, on their little mini drops. It's very, very big chunks of money for, for somebody that's, that doesn't really have a, an ecosystem behind them, right? So we have those. Then we have the next scale up, which are like your run-of-the-mill, we now call them rugs, talking about the project days, right? But your run-of-the-mill, like hype train, hype train, uh, influencer pumping into this, uh, not really substantial backstory or effort to it, but there's some hype and some money, and so those are the 600 to million dollar rugs because they just ended up being nothing. A lot of them were run by the same back end, the same devs, the same you know front end people that were running the websites and driving the 20,000 users, you know, don't, don't ever forget that time where, where all the successful projects had 20,000 Discord users. And if you've listened to me talk about things and you listen to this, bring Saul from, from NFT Yearbook in, who has his finger on the pulse of how many people are actually in this space, to even begin to pretend that there were 20,000 people <laughs> in the Cuddle Koalas or whatever. Discord, or in any of them, 20,000 people was very typical. Remember, the, we'll get to the next step, right? The next step has 100,000 people. We got 100,000 people in the Discord, right? Um, but those levels, they were, they were, there's nothing. Like, those are things that literally today, a year, year and a half later, have zero value. Zero. There's no liquidity. There's, nobody will buy them. They just sit there, um, you know, their only value is if you want to tax loss harvest them. But those are 600,000, 500,000, four, three, up to a million around there. And then you've got the big ones. And these are where, these were orchestrated at a very high level by people who are used to, they're in the startup culture, okay? They're used to setting valuations and having put together their teams and saying, I have a team of these people who do these things. And so give us the money and then we're going to build this thing. And in the startup world, most of them fail. But a couple of them hit big enough that it keeps the whole thing going, right? I come from a world at one point where I would jump into 10 projects at a time, let's say, and I expected six of them to flop, like fall flat on their faces, be worthless, be a anorexic antelope at the end of the day, okay? And I expected two of them 
to be sort of middle of the road, maybe they live, maybe they die. And I expected one of them to do very well. And I expected one of them to be a fucking home run. And that home run would cover all other nine failures and leave me with the, that, that one that made it delivering some value, okay? So two out of 10 were not gonna be abject failures, right? Same thing runs with those sorts of projects. So when you're a startup and you're running this NFT project, you're just running it as, okay, maybe this is, maybe it doesn't. You do enough of them and you get your fingers and hands in enough dikes, okay? You're bound to fill up one reservoir somewhere, okay? And those are the ones that still we're talking about, even though they're down 95, 98%, 70%, 60%, whatever, they still are around because they got a lot of people, a lot of belief and hope in it. Okay, so that's, that's the recap. Why am I recapping again? We all know this story. Well, because some of the art friends don't. They don't really understand how that worked. But they do know that over the last week or two, we've had some major artistic successes. Wow. You got Operator dropping, I don't know what the final tally is now, but somewhere around 400 to 600 ETH. You got Patrick Amidon dropping 256 ETH. Okay, these are substantial amounts. You've got uh, Alpha Centauri kid dropping 3.2 million. You've got sales of Tyler Hobbs of 429,000 billion gazillion at Sotheby's. And you've got record sales for this and you got record sales for that. And you've got the same people who were more than happy to talk about getting us into all three tiers of those project NFT things that we just talked about. Those same people now are guiding the hands of the same buyers or the same new group of buyers into these art projects. Because let's be honest, there are projects. Now, we're being told they're not, that they're artists. And this is where it gets really frightening to me. In, because they came from a world, they came from the startup world. Okay, where they were meant to tell a story of all these things they were going to do so they would get funding. So the NFT projects told these stories of all the riches that lay ahead. And they failed, they fell flat on their face and everybody got wrecked, okay? And now they have to answer for their lack of delivery on the dream. And they realize, oh fuck, somewhere we're gonna piss enough people off that they're gonna come for our heads. We sort of have a little bit of that pushback even happening right now around the Moonbird stuff and around some of those big failures, right? But what they realized is there was no way for them to walk it back after having delivered a project. They were like, we're going to make a project and it's going to do all these things. The worst thing they could do was be like, oh man, it was all about the art. No, you said it was going to be all these things. So you don't get to do that. And then they realized that even when people tried to say, hey, man, this is a project, but it's not about anything but the art, people were like, no, 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 
that's you you can't do that that's a horrible thing you're going to steal all our money like it just happened for the last year and a half and so now the same people are realizing oh wait let's not give them a project let's not give them anything let's say it's all art from the beginning and so now you're the asshole for buying in speculatively, because let's be honest, all of this is still speculative play, okay? You're the asshole now for wanting a return on your money because, hey, I thought you were an art aficionado. I thought you were collecting and supporting this artist, man. It's the ultimate triple-down grift where you tell them out, out front, you're here for another reason. You don't get to have that thing you really want. And unfortunately, you play on this psyche where people don't want to be seen as greedy and don't want to be seen as that if, you, if they're told it's bad. What they Earlier, in the two other cycles, they were told it's good to be greedy and come in and want to moon, 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 moon. Right? That's good. We learned that's really bad. So now you're not allowed to even say you want the money. You have to pretend like you're in it for the art. You're in it for the art and some of the biggest successes lately. Okay, a couple of them have included either the exact same art that was sold previously, just now it's been changed from red to green. Okay. But don't, it's art. Don't question it. Don't have any expectations. Don't believe any of it. You're also told that it's revolutionary because of the way that it's being distributed, the way it's being chosen to be displayed, which is, of course, part of a new contract uh, protocol that was announced in the last couple of weeks, the 721. Okay, But you're told all of these things, and then you're told, man, it's about the art. And in fact... It's so about the art that we're going to CCO this art, okay? Everybody can have this art. Oh, and everybody can have this contract, which is funny because every contract, everybody can have every contract. People can have my contracts because they're fucking out there. You can go look at them. That's the way they run on the blockchain. And so giving away the contract is some benevolent act is it's a joke, right? Almost every contract that's out there is taken from somebody else's and this is not just in, in web3 this is a lot of, of, of software programming you simply write your your stuff why start it all from zero when you have all of the background behind you and you can just change the things you need to change to make it go that's fine that's it's coding but to act like we're giving out this contract and we're giving out this work it's a little much for me and it's a little much for me that we're getting people drawn into it by the very same people that drew in the same sheep to slaughter the other two times through. The very same people who were very well known for saying, that's clean. Oh, that looks sick. That looks rare. Oh, I love that. I love that, that, that output. Okay. Zero, which means nothing. None of those things mean anything to anything. But they lived and died by such statements of quality. In in the the, the final episode of Succession on 
on Sunday. Tom is there with Matson at their at an art gallery and he's like, yeah, the colors sort of, this isn't a spoiler of anything, but the, the colors sort of go, they go well. It's all I can come up with to talk about the art. The colors can go well. Um, we've let the Tom Wams games of the grifter crypto world become the guiding lights of the new art movement that is going to come out of all of this shitcoin money and it's well deserved it's well deserved i'm fine with it i'm fine with everybody getting taken to the cleaners again because they keep asking to be led there by these same people who have zero interest in anything but themselves and anything but their growing their really robust holdings of pretend internet money which i'm all for i love pretend internet money i wish i had more but it makes these people who have been told do art for the love of art and sell it to people that love it. And don't worry, the big tidal wave of free money for everybody is coming back. All these things are going to come back and everybody's going to make all the money that they thought they were making for like two weeks back in 2021. And it's not. It's going to come back. There's going to be a lot of money and it's going to be run through a handful of people, which is fine. This is the real, I mean, again, you know, this is sort of a theme that runs through anytime I'm talking on this pod. It's like, this is very much like the traditional art world. This is not groundbreaking stuff. The duplicity and the criminality is not there, except we get to watch it all. We get to see all of it. It's the one difference maker here. It's just most people in the space don't even know how to look, don't care and want to believe something that's not. Um, you know, Lorna last week was like a lot of new collectors in the space, right? That's one of the things that she likes about all of this is you have people collecting art that didn't before. And I think what she meant to say is you got a lot of poor people collecting art that never took before. And these poor people, um, unfortunately, many of them have been led here with this pretense that they're going to make money they're going to become wealthy art speculators, uh, which is as far from the truth as possible, right? But in the long run, those same poor people are going to behave just like regular poor people. And I, I can say this as a former poor person. There's not going to be money to be spent from that demographic they're going to appreciate the art and they're going to have prints and posters on their walls. And, and maybe we're, we are going to inspire, especially Lorna and, and her ilk and, and, and these native net artists that have done all this stuff in the real small bubble. Now they have some exposure. You're going to have a lot of people like fall in love with their stuff that never really got a chance to see it. And they're going to be exposed to it through NFTs. And a small percentage of them will pay small amounts for it because they can't really figure out another way to do it. But the majority will right-click save, or the majority will pay 3 to $5 the way they will pay 3 to $5 for a poster of a Matisse. That's sort of where we are. This delusion that we're told, and we're told by the same people who are going to tell us how many, they're all coming. 
oh, when they come, when all the tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people come into NFTs, we're all going to get so rich. And, and they're not. They're not, they're not going to come. You know, when, when I got a, a buddy who doesn't have anything to, to, to say anymore, and he had so much to say, uh, I can understand how, how hurt he is and how crushed it is because there's, it looked a certain way. And a handful of people, like in the Tez world, I, you know, I hang a lot in the Tez world, a tiny room full of people destroyed it all, right? I mean, they, they did it in a, in a swift and, and destructive path to suck all of that money out and make sure that it didn't really get spread around in ways uh, that seemed possible in the early days. Now, I'm not being doom and gloom here. Being, I mean, realist, yes, but there's not a tidal wave of money coming in. And so think through how you're going to relate. And, and I say this every time I get in front of the mic lately, get to know your collectors, get to know them very well, establish friendships and relationships and interaction with them, wherein they're happy to give you a little bit of, of their money for your work. And at, at, at our core we want to take care of the people we love become somebody that your collectors love love them back treat them well right and let that build together into a situation where everybody's taking care of each other now i don't expect and i i know that you guys think i'm crazy i'm going to talk a little bit about i'm actually going to close out today talking about my project specifically um and i know you all think i'm crazy the way i run it and i am and it's a little fucking insane the way I have, you know, many millions of dollars of my art floating around now. Um, and I, it's all about me making sure that the collectors make as much of that as possible. Okay. I've got a weird view on that. I don't expect anybody to be able to do any of those things that I do. But I do think that on small individual levels, you can turn these collectors into patrons and into to genuine friends that will support your art and support what you've got going. And if you find the right ones, you can expose them to other people in your friend group of artists, and they may like their stuff too. I think Lauren is really good at that. Um, at sort of sharing opportunities around between others. But I don't want people expecting this meme coin season to rain down. It's not going to, we're not going back to 2021 head. That was, a, that was there until the criminals came in and took all the money. Okay. They sucked it all out. That shit's not coming back in, in this space. And plus Tez is, is worth, you know, 10% of what it was worth before. So it's hard even to do that. But you know, I am building out some stuff and have been all along. It's been come to even why I came in in the first place and building out things that should make it possible for other people like myself and other artists who, who, who don't have the, the skills that I do in building out economies um, to participate in some of that. It's always been my dream to, to be able to build all these tools that I have and share them with, with artists that I care about. So we're doing that. But in order for me to get to the point that I'm able to do that, I'm not sure people understand. 
I, I know I know other than the like small amount of people in the grotto who've given their life over to me to be a part of this. Most people don't have any real idea of like all of the stuff that I do to create the ecosystem and the microeconomy that that works to make my project possible. So I'm going to walk walk everyone as though you don't know it. And for the grotto, I want you to think of this as like a celebration of all the things we do. As I walk through what the next two weeks look like in my project and where they come from and how I've gotten here and what it is that we're going to be celebrating, what it is that we're going to be doing, um, just in a sheer exposure to new artwork. Okay. So tomorrow, and we've been building towards this for a while, and there's been some issues on, on, on my developer side and getting me to a point where we are able to, to pull some of this stuff off. Um, but we're there. And so we're finally able to defrock the cardinality. So in my universe, one of the teams, one of the imaginary teams that I've created is the Roman Catholic cardinality just below the Pope, okay? As high as you can get in the Catholic Church without being a Pope. Um, in fact, I think most Popes, and certainly most modern Popes, uh, were Cardinali first, right? There were like a few like 16th century Popes that were like just pulled out of left field, just politically appointed basically. But for the most part, you come up being a Cardinal. So these Cardinali, um, I painted them all in their vestment, in their, their Roman Catholic uh, cardinal robes and cossacks and suchettos and, and all these different um, elements of, of the Roman Catholic Church. So rather, they're all ball players, so a lot of them have bats or mitts or baseballs in their hands, but they're all dressed as cardinal. I'm allowing my collectors to defrock them. To, dis, to, to determine why they are no longer in the Catholic Church. And so they'll be burning three editions of a given Cardinale to defrock him. And that creates a correlated series. And so they'll trade in three paintings of, you know, three identical editions uh, for the new defrocked version. I can't tell you what that is, because even Kitsch doesn't know as he sits here across from me. Okay, um, he doesn't know what they're going to be, but they're going to be defrocked. They're going to be, we're going to see what it is they did to get kicked out of the Catholic Church. I'll let your mind wander, see if you can figure out why on earth somebody would be kicked out at that high of a level, too. I mean, we're not even talking, this isn't an altar boy. Okay, um, and so I. I painted them, defrocked, and now we know what they've done. We're also, at the same time, through my forms, I do a lot of bureaucratic hoop jumping for everybody in the project, uh, but through forms, they're going to be deciding to take two other series of mine, the subs, those are submissives, they're all painted uh, in different states of bondage and submission. Um, those and the cat moms are going to be painted. And so in, in this, what I do is I take the original painting that I made and, and when, again, 
they're going to trade in different pieces and burn them. They're going to burn them down from the original distribution. Uh, and then I take the actual original painting and I take the color that's been determined by the person who's going to be painting it and I rework the whole background and any of the elements that I want. I mean, it's up to me what I want to do uh, in these bold colors that are determined. So we've got there's there's 18 different hues that are are thrown out there. Uh, everything from you know magentas to dark blues to you know light pink and light orange and, and what have you. And and these are all built together through a whole process of of taking earlier paintings of mine and turning them into the painted ones and on and on. And so you combine all these, but I will take the actual physical originals that I painted and I will repaint them in these colors now and mint them as we go, right? And we've only done one team so far that way, the, the X's. The X's have been painted and now we're gonna paint two more. So this is like, this is continuing the evolution of pieces of mine which go back years at this point, right? Um, since their original debut is on the blockchain and, and years since they're originally painted and I'll go and I'll rework them or, or, or create a, a correlated piece. So the Cardinale, the defrocked Cardinale, I'm leaving intact their original painting, but I'm painting a new, an entirely new painting of all of them as they get defrocked. But all of this made possible through the interaction on the blockchain. The fact that with the old, you have to have owned the original and you've got to have held on to it and combined it with these other pieces that have come around over the evolution of the project. All those things have to be done and kept and maintained on blockchain and then burned into the null wallet, into the great void of, of the blockchain uh, in order to create these new pieces. It's a big thing of what I do throughout, right? We're constantly getting my collectors to determine the evolution of this very broad and vast project. And so these are things we've been looking forward to for a while and they're all coming together right now. We've been waiting on some connectivity in the way that, that they interact with different blockchains, shall we say, okay? Because there are elements of my big project, my generative project, Threesies, as some of you may remember. And those of you who are new or just listening, I took and I, I took the exact same card and the exact same character and I painted him 100 times uh, in the first generation. Um, and those 100 paintings uh, were comprised of the traits of the, at that point, 270 paintings that existed throughout my ecosystem. So I took the traits from those 270 and I let the algorithm developed by my, my dev and the blockchain transaction determine which of the traits I painted on to this character. And so what, he's everything from from a pregnant dad to a to a cardinale to a sub uh, with all sorts of different uh, accessories that, that go with that. He could have a sub's dog collar and a, a cardinale's uh, Beretta hat with uh, a, a, a pregnant body and a, and a baseball bat, right? So just whatever comes out of, of, of this, all random, I have no in, input into it. But then I paint those paintings, deliver them. Those, those traits can be used for things like we just talked about, defrocking or painting or, or what have you. 
that we can go in and paint those away. So some people will be turning in some of their, their threesies, we call them, and, and I'll be uh, painting those through or painting them out, removing the pieces that, that they're burning away, and then reminting them. But we're also, on Father's Day, revealing the second generation of threesies that I dropped last year. And the Father's Day has always been, we, for the first two years, this is going to be our third Father's Day as a, as a group. Uh, I celebrate it with with new paintings or, or new new fun, and so this this time I want to do the same thing, and and uh, so we'll be having a little something later in the week. But but all of this comes together um, and puts us in position. Those those 100 new paintings will be completely separate and new from the first 100 of the Three Z's project. So I'll now have 200 under my belt. Uh, same deal where they take. And at that point, more cards, more paintings had been made. And so you had a broader set of traits. Um, and so there's even more combinations possible. Uh, but all of that happens three days before season 10 opens. And season 10 is the, the, the season every year is sort of the highlight of, of the project where all these people who live in it and collect it and, and trade it get to have new paintings revealed and get to compete to get them and have to, to decide what they keep and what they burn and what they're willing to risk and how they can obtain the stuff. And, and we're going to um, start that off uh, in a really thrilling season uh, that's much awaited. Um, and so all of this happens in the midst of this weird crypto economic madness we just went through this this nuclear winter where we just everything was eviscerated and all the prices came down and i had to struggle in my project and work extremely hard to not only fight off that that the destruction of value and figure out how to keep it all growing and and and, and on a, an upward trend against a very hard downward trend in general crypto um, but also how to keep people engaged and excited and intrigued about what it is we're doing as, as we're still barely scratching the surface on so much more to come, right? But I have to lay down all of this groundwork as we go along. And I've got to make sure that I entertain and, and delight and, and deliver for, for all of my, my faithful collectors. And so I get it. I can't expect others to, to do these things that I do. Why would you? You, you're a much better painter than I am, or you're much better with digital art, or you're, or you're, you know, more committed to your practice and have been doing it for a lot longer than I have. I wouldn't expect you to be able or want to do any of these things that I do. But I also don't like seeing my friends suffer at the hands of a, of an unjust economy, which is what I think is happening. I happen to have a background in market economics that puts me in a position to maybe level that playing field a little bit for the people that I care about. It's not just my collectors, it's other artists in the space. And so with no rush and no no headlong thrust into it, because I'm still building out my project and everything, and also I, I, I don't think of things in the sort of sense of one day or one week or one month. I'm planning for many, many years of, of my project. Um, but I'll be offering up a lot of my tools to artists that, that, that can use them. 
and hopefully uh, deliver some of, of the stability that I find in downward times. Because I, I hate to hear that, that friends of mine uh, feel like they don't have anything to say. Because we all have a lot to say. And there's, uh, there's, there's a lot possible here in this space. And it's being sort of lost uh, in the shuffle of greed and manipulation and overall grifting. So um, thanks for, for letting me walk you through that. It's, uh, it, it seems so bleak and dire out there. Uh, and, and not everybody's going to get through it. But, um, but I will. And my, my, my collectors will, and I would love to to help bring everybody along that wants to, because uh, I think I think there's some pretty special people in the space. So that's what I got. That's what I and I said to Kitch, I go, hey, you think I can do 45 minutes on this? And I look up here, and I'm pretty goddamn close. I did it. You did oh, it. See what happens when people uh, say they don't want to be on the show. I can take it. I can handle it. <laughs> uh, are you excited, Kitch, about this next couple of weeks? I mean, we've been building up to this for so long, man. I am beyond excited uh, to get the team whipped into shape, finish up spring training, go into the first correlated series. We've never correlated a series before. And just you talking about the Cardinale getting defrocked expands the narrative of the project so much. And you know, we were saying on our podcast how that's a, it's going to be a paradigm shift for the project. It's going to open up new things that we weren't thinking about. Um, painting, we have done once before with the X's, but every time we do it, it it's a, an amazing testament to what you do to sit there and, and repaint all these paintings in every permutation that we order, basically. Um, so I can't wait to see those, and I'll be participating in all of those activities. Um, also excited to see Gen 2 3Z's reveal. It's been um, a long way since uh, being in Boston on a negative three degree night, <laughs> watching those first ones pop off. So it's, um, you know, I sit here and look, I think, I, I, I think that the, the grotto is going to be least excited about the painting, even though for most people, it's going to be their, their first ever chance to do it. And they're all excited to do that. And they're like, they are, and they like, Everybody looks at those X's. There's such a small amount of people in the project at the time, and even smaller amount that even had the stuff that they could do it, right? There were only 23 people that painted, right? So that's there are only 23. Some people did multiples and stuff, but only 23 people were even capable of doing it at the time. And so it, that's, that's going to be sort of lost in the shuffle. If we did that just independent, I think there'd be more excitement. But I'm telling you right now that the correlated, the defrocked cardinale is it, it, it's gonna it's gonna blow people out of the water. Like it's gonna be so unexpected and so so it's gonna change what we think. And then the reveal of Gen 2 Threesies, I think it's gonna do the same exact thing. I think it's new gonna traits. Like change it's good new traits. And and something where I think I think people are going to go. Oh my God! I had no idea it could even like I didn't know that it, this was possible. And I think both of these things are going to be moments where the grotto is going to be like I had I didn't I didn't understand that that was 
there's so many new people, super engaged people that have never seen these things happen. And it's just going to supplant them and cement them into the project of being like, we're here for the long run. Oh, there's no doubt. I think it galvanizes everybody that's here. Absolutely. But I'm telling you that the ones who have, I'm saying that you, young man, will be like, holy fuck, did this, I didn't know. You're going to be like the, the girl from Uzbekistan that cried on my chest and said, I didn't know it could be this girl. <laughs> I can't wait to be that girl from Uzbekistan. Um, it's it's crazy to think that we're going to see such a huge art dump from you, from yeah. all those paintings, right? Because we're used to a slower rollout. Even the Young Threesy series came out pretty quickly in regards yeah. to like how fast we see your paintings come out. So We're, we're going to see, if you think about it, okay? There should be 150 new paintings all happening like over the span of a few days. Yeah, and that's not even counting season 10. Yeah, not even counting season 10. I mean, I'm saying, but like 150 unique new paintings. Okay. And then we have season 10 just around these right then. And there are going to be two every week. How many like... Um painted cards do you think you're sitting on right now that are just waiting to be revealed or waiting to come up through these processes? Oh, I still, I mean, look, just in, in the sense of teams, okay? Just in the sense of future teams, I think I have like 135 or so. Jesus. That are painted are that... They're just painted and waiting. And I mean, some of those are going to be a couple of years, a few years before we get to see, right? And then blowing dust off of them. <laughs> I've got little, little things or little side things that are done that like don't even have a place in this world yet, right? That I can't even reference or bring up, bring about. And then I have like all of this stuff and the next thing and the, you know. I can't imagine. Do you do you have other correlated series already painted up too? Jeez, man. I don't know how you don't like stumble over yourself and like accidentally slip up and give up like a hint. Like you you don't do that. So I mean, I leave that to you. Yeah. <laughs> Be diligent. Don't give me any extra info. <laughs> um. Well, because I understand. Look, I try to play along with you guys. It's important that I can, I don't know how, I think probably just because of my weird childhood, right? Dino and Dino's sister have always found it really wacky that, that I like can relate to them at any time that, you know, because I remember, I have this weird sense of memory. I remember being four, I remember being six, I remember being 11, 16, 25. Okay. And I can go back to it. And I've always been able to do that. So I, I know I, when, when they bring their, you know, 14 year old problem at some point or their 19 year old problem now or whatever, they bring it to me. I fucking get it. I understand. I know in my seventies that it doesn't fucking matter. Right. But I also can remember entirely. I can remember being five and being disappointed at like an ice cream cone flavor, you know? Right, like, like I, I get that, and so I do the same thing. I can 
empathize with you guys as being the collector and never wanting it to be spoiled. If I can, I can play along. And so I think that's what makes it possible for me that I, I don't ever tip my hand. I don't ever do that because I wouldn't want it to know, you know, I would never, and, but what do I do always? I tell everybody everything if they're paying attention, not in like a tricky way. I lay shit out. It's just most people get distracted, get have you know television or, or, or aren't really paying attention. Um, but most of the stuff, once you get it, it all makes sense. And I think even what we're going to see in the next two weeks is going to make sense. But it's nothing that any of you are imagining. I know that. I know for certain. I'm so excited. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be great. It's going to be so much fun. And everyone, please ignore all the horns honking. I'm sure it's a cactus taco time in Brooklyn right now. So everybody's <laughs> rushing along to get their best hey. barbecue in America in Brooklyn. <laughs> it's uh, it all happens here at the corner of Hope and Dreams in Brooklyn. Where my studio is. Um, okay, thank you, Kitch. Thank you, everybody. Thank you to those who are not in the grotto. Uh, who, who tune in to listen to this. Sorry that I didn't have something more exciting uh, than just all threes, but I got some stuff to say and I'll keep doing it. Uh, thank you, everybody. Thanks, kids. You're best in business. <laughs>